The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. I was trying to do 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 yeah. <laughs> what up, T. Rich? Bringing in this week's episode like I always do. Also, I wanted to clap. Apparently, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you clapping at people. It's so early to the show. <laughs> Just celebrating myself. Yay! Okay. Me. All right. All right. Um, yeah, this is shit you might have missed. Joining me today, we are all calling in from our respective places. So, calling in from the blue room, Kay Savage. I'm glad y'all made it. I'm glad y'all made it through the week last week. Hopefully, you'll (laughs) live through this one too. Yeah, that's the hope. Calling in from the Hall of Echoes. Jokes. (laughs) We've been at the third, aka Da Vinci Parks. Um, if anybody wants to start a GoFundMe to get Leah a rug to go in his office to <laughs> reduce the echo. You know what, man? What I'm going to do is I'm going to get some of Chrissy's burlap sack. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the floor. And I'm going to have it. burlap like sack is fashionably stylish. I oh, like Whatever you say. I'm saying. I know you got extra extra cloth laying around. Just gonna, I do. Just, just going to cut off a little bit of that and just like lay it on the ground and we'll, we'll work it out. I just washed one. It is currently hand drying in my shower. It's a lot of hand drying. It is. You know, we don't believe in dryers around here. Okay. Okay, that's not true. We do, but just not for most things. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't going to challenge it. Like, okay. You know, you live your life the way you feel like you need to live it. Live. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, you going to talk about the movie? I kind of felt like that was the the, the, the entree movie. Did you see it, Christy? I have not. I was actually going to go see it this evening, but we're probably going to run over, so I'll probably see it tomorrow. Oh, we can, you know. I mean, I'm following your lead, T. Rich. You can discuss. Yeah. I don't mind. You know, spoiler. Christy doesn't care anything I know. About right. I know, but I, yeah, I've just, I, I was doing a lot of processing after I saw it. I, like, sat there, just I was, like, looking at the credits, like, uh, yeah, we did too. Like as after it's, when it was over, we didn't like immediately get up and leave. We were like sitting there yeah. even after the credits were over. Yeah, my homegirl's like, Are you you thinking something else is gonna pop up? I was like, No, I'm just I'm just getting it together. There's a lot that happened. I'm just trying to process I feel like I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was, it was a lot of processing that I needed to do on that movie. But I interested in your take because you said it was hotepish. So I I first want to say um, I would like it very much if 
the media would stop being surprised when black movies do well because black people want to see black people. Well, and then not only that, but until the Latinos started beating us out, we are the number one movie going demographic in this country. Like, hello. You know what I'm saying? Like, we put y'all movies on the map for real. So, like, every time there's like a... We say it is. Sorry. Every time there's a successful movie, it's like, what? This movie did well. That's so amazing. Like, is it? (laughs) Is it really? But shout out to Jordan Peele. 70 Uh, million plus. 70 million plus opening opening weekend. Um, which is not surprising, but it's still great. Hey man, Get Out did thirty three million, so he more than doubled his his for his uh, directorial debut, which got an Oscar. So I mean, that's a good way to jump out the box. And he's he's creating his own lane from a comedy guy to go from this to hard. That's basically just saying like, look, and I'm saying whatever I want to do, I can do it. And- I do like how it still had um, some comedic aspects, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, my take. Uh-oh. This is what I, I thought of us. Okay. That certain people. I wasn't, I'm not one of those certain people just because, just you know, for the tone, for those who can't see. We haven't talked yeah. about it, so that's not me. I was looking at, at my husband who's not paying me any mind, even though he said, Hey, certain people, he, he can't see me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, this was my take. So, I thought the the others, the people who were dwelling in the tunnels. The tethered. The yeah. tethered, yes. Yeah. I thought it was a reference to, like, slavery and oppression and how, you know, when she said, like, we're Americans and how it's like, you know, we created the situation mm. and we acknowledge you on a level, but we really want you to like stay hidden mm. and we don't really want you to be a part of this society. Mm-hmm. But after a while, it's like, hey, you know, you rise up. We are you. You are us. Mm-hmm. Um, as he said, for every us, there's a them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you can only oppress people for so long mm-hmm. before they... Oh, that's you. Um, before they just... <laughs> I thought there was something on my screen, but that's something on your face. Sorry. Um, before they just, Yeah. Before they just get angry and rise up and it's like, nah, this shit is not Pause. cool. Pause. Wait a minute. Is something on my face? Uh, I guess she wiped it away. Also, black women will save you, but we will also fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> so was that your whole take? I mean, I'm probably not because there's there's so much in that movie. That's just like, you know, a summation of what your take was. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, again, y'all know how I am about spoilers. So, I'm going to be somewhat cryptic in my analysis. But I'll say that one, I'll give you my my initial take. And then there's some additional things that I thought once I saw some shit that that broke down some of the, the, the thinking behind it, which I won't. I don't know if I'm going to get into it. So here's my initial take when I saw it. One, um, I thought it was very interesting how they mirrored each other. Just like the subtle, like like just like how they mirrored each other and like like the effect that they, they, they had on each other just to play. I thought like the, um, 
the emotional connection and the fear that Lupita like constantly um, expressed throughout the movie, whatever the anxiety, whatever. It felt like you know it was like a fear of something forgotten or lost or whatever, but it's actually like a karmic fear. I thought that was interesting once you got down to it, whatever. It's like, yeah, I, I, some fucked up shit happened. And you know what I'm saying? So, like, karmically, I'm just kind of like, you know, f- afraid from that perspective, whatever. So, I did some foul shit. I just, I thought I heard a ring or something. I'm sorry. I did. You some, did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did some foul shit. And now, like, you know, I'm worried about that. But, um, I, 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 I think. If you get into like thrillers in particular, like slasher films, the Friday the Thirteenth, especially Halloween's, you get into something like Aliens. Um, that 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 uh, it's not even a trilogy anymore, but you know that kind of genre. A lot of times, the white woman is the one that survives it at all. I think subconsciously, like white men want the the white woman to be on a pedestal, and they want them to survive because that means their survival ultimately. Um, so I was not surprised that like. No, the women in this movie were, were were badass and they handled their business when they needed to handle their business. I thought it was interesting that the 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 man wasn't really that much use at, at certain points or whatever. It was a hindrance almost. Yeah, and I just, I just there, there 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 were times when I was watching it, and I was like, yeah, they doing some really unblack people shit right now. And some of it made sense once you got to the end of the movie, like, oh, that's why that happened though. So it was just like, ah, uh, so some of it was just like, um. I feel like this movie is very well done in the sense that you have to see it again. Yes. You have to see it again. Like like if you like like these type of movies because you can I try not to watch things anymore and pick it apart while I'm watching it cuz I can't enjoy it that way. So I just watch it as like okay, that's interesting that is that's interesting. I also missed missed the 1111 cuz my eyesight's not the greatest. So I had to go mm-hmm. back and read up on that or whatever. I would have picked that out if I could have seen it, but I just I just missed it. I couldn't I couldn't read it. Um, I saw it, but I'm a heathen, so I had to <laughs> <laughs> I Oh, well, I would have just known to look for it. I was just, oh, because like, like it came back again. Like 11-11 mm-hmm. came back again. And it's just like, okay, I would have known to look for it. Like, oh, that's there's that again. So just some of like the, the choices in terms of like, you know, um, I kind of thought it was interesting. So I'm going to get into the Hands Across America thing. So one... The person I went to see the uh, the movie with, whatever, said, "Was that a thing?" I said, "Oh yeah, that was definitely a thing. I think mm-hmm. that was more of a white people thing. So I don't know why in my neighborhood was doing it, but yeah, it was a thing. I don't know how popular it was, but I remember it. Um, it was a song, but it was also like a, it was supposed it was to be serious. like a, it was supposed to be a movement, and it's just yeah, I, I don't. My school did it. Oh my yeah, my school did it. Yeah. Okay, I I did. I remember it. I just didn't understand it. Yeah, I I didn't either. You know, I was a child. So um, I kind of felt like once the Tethered accomplished their individual mission, then they could do the Hands Across America thing, which is weird. Like, like, like that's why I said I feel like I got to see it again. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that's a very small detail or whatever, but I kind of feel like that's like, you know, what happened was so when you see like, you know, the, 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 the join up or whatever, it's like, wow. Um us is them and they are us and uh, pff, dude like that shit that shit was trippy and he didn't get overly into like explaining it so like you know there are some people when you read it like oh it wasn't like you know a uh, 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 commentary on race and, and stuff like that it very much was 
<laughs> well, he said it, it could be different things to different people. Oh, like yeah, it can. And that's interpretation. Like, yeah. And that's so smart. I've seen people, you know, think piece it to it's, you know, related to terrorism and how, like, immigrants come here and they become us and they start to mirror, they become like assimilated and da 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 da. Somebody mm. said it was a um, metaphor for millennials and how they're oppressed in society or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so there's like no wrong answer for what it could be. It could be very different things to very many people. That's what I thought. Oh, Those I are my ideas that. of it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt like it was like, okay, these are like, you know, they they were reflections. Basically, they basically are our deeds. These are the things that we do that come back to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So ultimately, that fear that you have for something other than yourself is the fear of yourself. Uh, and uh, it was, I mean, I thought it was it was very interesting. But I, there's, okay, so there's something I did want to point out. I don't think this will take away from it. But it was saying that, which, and this is what I thought was interesting, why I guess into the whole race thing or whatever. It's like, yeah, if you pay attention, the only person who had a voice was the black woman out of the tether. And she, you could barely hear her, but the rest of them didn't have a voice. None of them had a voice. So I think it gets, I think it does get into othering. I think it does get into like uh, um, immigration issues. I think it does get into like uh, just like uh, the the old issues that just have not actually been dealt with constructively within like you know how this country came to be. You know, I think there's issues like within ourselves where we you know like we like. Uh, might like self-hate and self-loathe. I think there's a lot of that. I think it's because it's dealing with duality. So um, it's, it it was, again, it's just something I want to see again. I feel like it's going to be one of those movies you could watch it five different times and pull out five different meanings easily. And I like movies like that. So... um, uh, It wasn't particularly scary. It was just nah. like creepy as fuck. It was, it, was, it was definitely creepy. It was creepy. And it's also the, the, the humor was well-placed. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, it, was, it was it was situated like adjacent to like uncomfortable shit, like you know stuff. Like okay, that was yeah, that was wow, you know. But like you know, it's just sort of like the way they did the score at the very end with the I got five on it, whatever. Like when like uh, the the final scene or whatever, how that was orchestrated, whatever. That was creepy, but it was also very like it's like oh, that's kind of dope too. Like it's just like so. I mean. I think that I think uh, Jordan Peele is is definitely writing some checks right now. That people are gonna be coming to him, and hopefully, we'll see less of M Night Shyamalan as a result. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like M Night Shyamalan. Black women will save you. Yeah, and fuck you up. Yeah. Well, can we just make a movie where we let the world burn? Well, I mean, depending upon and how you save ourselves. Movie. Depending on how you look at this movie, <laughs> it could be that movie. This could be that movie too. It's a very open-ended movie. It doesn't give you a like a a drawn-out conclusion for anything. You draw mm-hmm. your own conclusions, and I think, I think it's good for conversation. Um, I don't know why there would need to be a sequel. There probably could be a sequel, but honestly, the way it ended, I think it's good if he just left it like this and let mm-hmm. you think what you want to think. Let you draw your own sequel in your head. Like this is what I think happens. Uh. But I mean, you know, we're all connected. Yeah, 
I think I think it's I think it's good when people don't feel the need to go back unnecessarily. You know what I'm saying? Like Denzel like went almost his entire career without doing a sequel. Until Equalizer 2. I mean, like if like if you made your statement, you don't always have to go back and try to re- like revisit the well. You ain't got to do like Ocean's 11, 12 and 13. Just stop while you're ahead. <laughs> That's all. I liked all of them. I, I found too. 13 to be very convoluted. I just I, I still haven't gotten through that in one sitting. Like I always see it in pieces. I've never seen it all the way through. Ocean's 12 was all right, man. Eh. But like I still think Ocean's Witty Banter, appropriately placed eye candy. I, I just couldn't complain. Not Get a to watch George Clooney and Brad Pitt hanging out. I mean, that's all in that game. That's all I mean, it was. Like, it was the opportunity for them all to hang out with each other and get paid while doing it. I just feel that's like, all you, that was. I mean, like, and, and to me, you know, Brad Pitt and George Clooney are like, you know, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. You know what I'm saying? The motherfuckers could be changing their underwear and talking about nonsense. And I would still thoroughly enjoy it because there's something about their friendship that is just so delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it needs. I agree with you, Lee. I don't think it needs to be circled back. I don't think there needs to be a sequel to it. It's left very open for you to formulate your own opinions about like where do we go from here. Mm-hmm. Which I felt like it was intentionally left open mm-hmm. along those th- those thought lines of like where do we go from here, like now what literally i think you could actually interpret that from like the way the credits went like where did we go from here because there right. were some there were some things happening in the very right. last sequence like eh, like mm, okay where is that headed yeah <laughs> and then, where is that safe <laughs> like, you like know what I'm so yeah the end was great i mean the whole thing was great i enjoyed it mm. um just like i thought that the kids did a really good job too um, um, playing. Uh, I think they did a better job playing creepy than they did the actual characters, which says a lot. Because I thought they did good jobs for what they did, but mm-hmm. them playing the like the, playing the tethers was actually creepier and, and I think more challenging than them actually playing the actual characters and having to be scared and all that. That shit was really well done. So I, I was in, I was impressed by that. I thought it was I thought it was a, a well executed movie, and I look I look forward to. Uh, you know, seeing what Mr. Peel has next outside of the Twilight Zone, I'm I'm gonna try to be on board with that. But I wasn't the biggest fan of the Twilight Zone. Oh, I didn't watch it. I do love though the way his mind works. I like the idea of seeing like black and brown faces in horror movies where they're not just like there to be sacrificial lambs and just fodder, yeah, and to like foolishly mm. die. Except for the little boy in uh, Halloween, who just like disappeared it was just like ah, your girlfriend getting killed and it was out and we never saw him again uh, every now but, and then they'll 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 like you know like the white folks turn that trope on his head or whatever um they did that and i think a scream too with Dwayne martin uh it was like they he went to town or whatever as like a, as a, a media cameraman and he was like covering like people like getting killed or whatever it was like yep nope i don't like the way this <laughs> is going i'm out and he like he just dipped and he was just out of the out of the movie but he ain't died though uh, a lot of times, you know, you know, it's 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 really happening because it's like you know, oh, we need somebody, a black person, we'll kill them. We'll just we'll just write a black person in to kill. It don't even gotta be hard. It just be just if somebody gotta die, let's just kill somebody, and we won't have a black person. We'll kill like somebody of color. 
You know? Yeah. It sometimes makes it hard for me to be a comic book fan because uh, X-Men movies do that shit too. So going in uh, kind of a different way, okay. but not really because it's still media and talking about kind of a marginalized community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shrill on Hulu. Did you watch this, Christy? I did. I loved it. I loved it. So it has A.D. Bryant from SNL, mm-hmm. um, who is playing an overweight writer at a, is it a magazine, an online magazine? Yeah. Online yeah. magazine. Um, but there's like none of the, I like it because it's unapologetic. She's mm. not yes. apologetic for being fat. You know, her friends are not apologetic for being her black friends and it's not like oh well you know let me just apologize for your bullshit because i want to bow down to the writer's room for putting a black woman on tv saying i don't apologize apologize to white white people people. (laughs) (laughs) that's when i was like oh this is real I'm a, I'm a really like. I, I think writers these days, late as of late in the last couple of years, have been actually like one. I think there's been a more overt attempt at Hollywood to get more people of color in the writing room, and they've seen the the, the benefits. They've seen obviously the benefit of having someone like Issa Rae be able to do her own thing. They've seen the benefit of seeing Donald Glover to be able to do his own thing. And remember, Donald Glover started off by writing for Thirty Rock. You know what I'm saying? He was doing his thing on the community. Um, so he could be funny, of course, on screen, but he can be funny behind screen, like writing. Dion Cole was funny as shit on Blackish and on Grownish, but he was a writer for Conan. So I think that like uh like black talent is getting more uh credibility and notoriety, more importantly, in the uh credibility was there. I think the notoriety was the word I was looking for in the writing room. Um, because a lot of times it was just maybe one person, like, like back in the day for Scrubs, Angela Nacelle was uh, writing for Scrubs and she was the lone black person um, trying to write for like the experience of people of color. And mm-hmm. I think that's changing. Um, when you had like a Shonda Rhimes obviously come in and change everything thought on his head and say, we're going to have a black chief of medicine running the hospital. You're going to have like for me, the um, old girl, uh, Bailey, that's what pulled me into Grey's Anatomy was Bailey running shop. So I think having shit like that away and humanizing black people as people were not props. We're not just like something that helps the plot move along and shit happens to them or whatever. And then nothing ever gets resolved. I'm appreciating that. And I think like, uh, this is us is another example of that, that they're writing Randall and Beth as real people. And I'm really bothered by what's going on with them right now, but it's still real what they're dealing with. So off my soapbox. Yeah, I like how so A.D. Bryant is I'm sorry, the I'm main character, but um, people's lives do not revolve around her. Good. Mm-hmm. And like at some point, one of like her work husband is like, "Look, like you talking to me about this dumb shit right now? I got some real shit going on. I have a wife. I have kids, and you still talking about yourself? I can't do this. Like, stop." Mm-hmm. Um, they showed abortion. Um, and just, you know, fuck boy relationships. So if you are not familiar with, and Christy and I were, were texting about this, if you are not familiar with Samantha Irby, 
no. please do yourself a favor. So Samantha Irby, I don't, I don't know if she's still blogging because it looks like the last entry was in like December. Mm-hmm. Um, her blog is called Bitches Gotta Eat. <laughs> and she has two books. Which one is, is called yeah. yeah. One is called Meaty, and the other is We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. Mm-hmm. And I know she wrote or was involved in at least one of the episodes of um Shrill. And um, I think that she I, I don't know. She was involved. She she I think she co-wrote almost all of it. Like they sat down and and wrote together. So it was like eighty and her and you know the other writers in the room sitting down. But she was like a consultant who was like on set a lot. So if that I was talking to Christy, that first scene that is like almost taken like almost step by step from like one of her it might have been an essay in um one of her books or maybe it was on the blog but she just always gets herself or she used to always get herself involved in these pseudo relationships with these ain't shit ass people and do yourself a favor samantha irby is a national treasure and it's funny as hell because Mm -hmm. it's just like okay this is some real life shit, not even trying to write from the perspective of like, oh, I'm trying to write this to be funny. Mm -hmm. And she was saying like when she first started writing, it was just like, oh, let me write this shit because this is what happened. And people were just like, oh, wow, you're like hella funny. That's what kind of happened (laughs) with Angela Lasselle. She was writing that. She wrote um, some stuff as Diaries of a Broke Black Girl, something like that. Nothing Um, about that back gate was funny. No. (laughs) That shit was not Funny. Oh, this is in the show. Yeah. Um, well, you, you definitely piqued my interest, so I want to check it out. I'm gonna check it out, and I hopefully I have something to say and add next week. But um, I'm I'm interested. So, yeah. You know, just like one of this, <laughs> one of the lines from the uh, like intro scenes was just like, "Oh, it feels so much better when it's raw, right?" Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, there. but there's so many problems. There's so many problems. I'm pretty sure so it many is. problems that go with that, and yes. you don't realize how clear it is until after it's all said and done, and she is climbing over that back fucking gate. Dude. In a skirt. <laughs> wait, 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 well, wait, okay, wait, wait. Like, no, don't give the away worst the part. The worst part is the wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Give me a kiss, and then climb over the back fucking gate. Hmm. Why, Lisa, Have you why? lost your mind? Have why? you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? I just knew he was going to be like, oh, you got something I'm, in your hair or something like that. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you got to have I'm, one I'm last moment of affection stuff. before yeah. you say fuck you for real? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure no. it's going to be less funny now. Yeah. Yes. No. It's, it's, yeah, it's not it's, funny. <laughs> it's, so, it's so well done and just so like. So this isn't like girls? No, no. and you know, I think what is actually in talking about the bad gate, I think what's so funny about it is there are almost no funny moments with her and the dude because it's not actually funny. It's not something that should be made light of. Most of the funny moments are with her and her friend uh, and her friends, you know, when she's actually either, you know, when they're kind of, you know schooling each other about their lives 
or when they're just having, you know, moments of joy between them. But I think that's kind of what makes it so good that, you know, you watch these scenes that are supposed to be uncomfortable. And I guess it's like us, which I, I haven't seen it. It's almost like, you know, the levity comes after the uncomfortableness and you have to sit with that uncomfortable shit for a good 30 to 40 seconds before like anything coming along to change the mood comes along. So like life. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's what I like about it. It is what girls would have wanted to be was Lena Dunham, not a fuck girl. Yeah. If, if girls were smarter (laughs) and had better insight Mm. and black people. Wasn't so self-involved maybe. No, because she's pretty self-involved, but it, it's, it's you know, no, if it was just smarter. I never and watched girls, so I don't know. I was just asking. And, and, and had black people. Yeah, okay. Right, but again, even though she is self-involved, there's people being able to say, like, you're being a dick right now. You're being real self-involved. Like, right. nah, I'm not speaking to you. Or I have my own life. Or this is happening, and I can't deal with it because I got some shit to do, too. So... I'm going on with life. And there's like trolls and horrible bosses. And it's just, it's very well done. I was kind of disappointed that it's only six episodes. Um, cause I'm like, Are they half an hour episodes? I think they're maybe 40 minutes. Yeah, 40, 40 or 45. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel like, and, and so my comment on the six episodes is, I need all of these, you know, streaming services to give me a solid eight shows. And I need HBO to require 10. Oh, you mean eight episodes of Insecure isn't enough for you? I mean, there's been eight episodes of Insecure. I think, you know, there's been other other series, not just Insecure. They've 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 allowed them to go down to eight episodes. And the reality is I haven't found anyone. Now, what I can say about this, probably because they had a lot of really good writers working on it, is these six episodes were tight. So you felt like the the story arc, you know, like it, it there was a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, but no, I think that the last two seasons of Insecure were not tight at all. Um, and it was just, you know, like take some of that Game of Thrones money and, you know, spread it around. I think also when you do time jumping, though, to speak to the insecure aspect, I think when you do time jumping or whatever, that kind of opens up a lot of cans of worms that you might not necessarily be able to close off, though, too. I, I, my, my problem with insecure is I'm getting into it as the season progresses, and then like, oh, shit, was that the season finale? Mm-hmm. Right, you needed two more. You, you, <laughs> like, you really, like, 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 really, that was the season finale. Oh, shit, I feel like the last two seasons really needed at least one or two, probably two more episodes to really wrap it up. I feel like Ballers does a similar thing too. Like as you're getting ramped up or whatever, kind of just like, okay, we're ending now, and you're just gonna have to wait till next season. So yes, yeah, that's why I didn't get invested in season two of Ballers because after season one, I was like, I can't do this. I'm already doing it with Insecure. I think it makes it easier to tolerate if I'm watching both of them as opposed to just one. But yeah, yeah, I could dig it. I could dig it. So, um, uh, over the weekend, if you've been paying attention, there's this little thing called the Mueller report that was finally released, and we know absolutely nothing because it was released to the 
the uh, attorney general as opposed to Congress who ordered it paid for by us. So until we get it, we can't really comment on it. So I'm not going to say anything on it. Ladies. I didn't waste my time getting invested in some shit that I can't look at. I actually a whole bunch of articles about like, Oh, the attorney general says there's nothing. And just like, okay, but where's the actual report? No. Okay. I'm, the amount of articles that came out for the amount of nothingness that was actually told to mm-hmm. us was so thoroughly aggravating that like all I have to comment on is how aggravated I am about how much commentary has gone on about nothing. I mean, to me, that's kind of yeah. just what the news is. Though. I feel you, know, but I feel like that's just where the when the is. real story is Michael Avenatti just got arrested. And I just feel like I knew that this was coming because when he first came out of the woodwork with Stormy Daniels, not because of Stormy Daniels, but because of how he was so aggressive with Trump. I was like, game recognized game. This motherfucker <laughs> is trash. And I just hope that his trash bag ass, you know what I'm saying, can make some relevant points, you know what I'm saying, before he actually gets, you know what I'm saying, taken down by the takedown squad. Because, dude, you look like some scumbag. You just do. Hey, yep. Me and Michael Avenatti <laughs> just said that, you know, the, the next president needs to be a white man. That Michael Avenatti? I don't. Yeah. You want to say he's going to run for president himself? That might I don't. I, I I see. I just I. I don't even have any words. I didn't know this. I didn't didn't even know that he said these things. I don't have any words for it because it sounds very much like something that would come out of his mouth. I just feel like, you know, I think the most spectacularly brilliant part about him being arrested is he tried to extort 25 to 30 million dollars from Nike. I mean, just like that is the most fantastic thing I have ever heard in my life. what What was he trying to do? On the grounds that he can raise enough public attention. I don't even they're not even saying what the dirt or the or the leverage was. Like nobody is saying anything. I mean, I haven't read, but I feel like, you know what I'm saying? If you're trying to extort twenty-five to thirty million dollars, the leverage that you have should be splashed out in a headline. And it wasn't. So the reality is he had nothing except to be able to say, I can make you look bad. And I just feel like that in and of itself, you know, like, you know, good on you, sir, for having a monstrously <laughs> big set of balls. But like, you know, did he please, just, did he just have to deal with a slander case jail and put his ass on house arrest so that we don't never and gag order him because I don't want to see him again. I don't want to hear from him again. Wasn't he just yeah. dealing with a, like a slander case or something like that? Like where he was like having being ordered to pay like a large amount of money for some like. I think a bankrupt. He like old money all around town and shit like that. He's just a fuck boy. He is a fuck boy. And you know what I'm saying? He thought he was going to have an Elizabeth Holmes moment and it just didn't last as long as he thought it would. So, you know. Elizabeth Holmes with the weird voice. Girl. (laughs) I would like to say that. (laughs) Like, why are you using that voice? Why do you like Uh, the Sith Lord right now? All I have to say about Elizabeth Holmes is she was 19, her hair wasn't combed, and her eyeshadow looked like a five-year-old with good <laughs> hand-eye coordination, got into mommy's makeup, and I'm still trying to figure out how anybody took her seriously, except for the fact that she only had to, you know what I'm saying, really work her charms on a bunch of old white men. So really, they were just thinking about the possibility of some 19-year-old pussy, and you know what I'm saying, it took off from there. Yeah. 
Yeah, because she made somebody sell out his own grandson. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Did you see that? Have you seen the documentary? I have not. <laughs> I need both of y'all to do yourselves a favor and watch The Inventor. And then if you really are so fascinated by it, get into the YouTube clips because she, the man, literally called his grandson up and said, they're trying to convince me that you're stupid and they can't do that, but they can convince me that you're wrong. I need you to retract what you said and make an apology. (laughs) His grandfather sold him out so good that his parents paid $400,000 for his legal defense and almost had to sell their house. Please watch The Inventor. That's all I'm saying. Girl. It's like wow, wow. It's 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 you know what it is. It's abducted in plain sight. It's abducted <laughs> in plain sight. The level of shit that people can get away with. I just want to know. This is my question. How I just is know. it that less than mediocre people manage to get themselves in such elevated positions? Because I never, ever, ever, ever had a job where I actually had to do work. So how do all these less than mediocre people get by as stars and geniuses? I just want to know. <laughs> I want to know. And and I want I want to rub some of that on me. You can't Not so that, I can be that, less than mediocre. Yeah, I just, rub that you know, it's going to come with something. Does it come with the less than mediocre handbook? I mean, I just I don't understand it. I don't. It come with less than mediocre gene pool. No, and speaking of less than mediocre, I'm glad that somebody told Dr. Dre that he should pull his Instagram down. Because, dude, you don't give $70 million and talk about no jail time. Of course no don't jail time. Don't give $70 million and have an entire <laughs> program. Named after you? Named after you. And then be like, oh, my daughter got in there on her own marriage. On her own. No jail time. I didn't have to do anything. Like, really? You don't think this 70 fucking million dollars that you gave to start a whole fucking program had anything to do. Not now even he a- he, he might have now I get what I'm get what y'all saying. I'm not arguing also, what you're saying. Truly young is a horrible name. His name is on the school, so it's not just that he gave 70 million dollars, but it is the Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre school of blah 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 blah. So yeah. no. She was not getting rejected six years afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Two generations of Dre's will get into that school before that clout runs out. (laughs) Well, you beat me to my point, but okay. (laughs) I was going to say some halfway intelligent. You just ruined it. Thanks, Crystal. (laughs) No. My one shot at saying something smart today, and you just ruined it. Sorry, you can say it and edit no, it. No, I don't want to now. Well, say no. it in your voice. No. no. Okay. <laughs> no. I feel bad. It has passed. So, yeah, he um, he had that up for a hot second, and then people reminded him of all of the millions of dollars that he donated the to the same school that his daughter got into on her own merit and he was like oh you know what I thought motherfuckers forgot about Dre but clearly <laughs> they did not let me take this down how long are you sitting on that one like, 
Huh? So how long have you sitting on that one? <laughs> I actually just came up with it right now. Okay. <laughs> this is why you want me an improv. That's exactly and... <laughs> why you want me an improv. See? This is my entire point. You're approving like, my point for me yet again. It's like, let me take this shit down. Because um, uh, I'm making truly young look truly dumb. So... And and the now, crazy thing is, she could have actually had like the you know the the grades and all that stuff to to get in. But at the end of the day, like yeah, you don't know, just say, you know, you know, proud USC, uh, you know, student. You know what I'm saying? You know, my baby got in the USC. So uh, happy for her. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think hip hop. You know, stunting. It's just like I feel like I gotta say something and be funny, and then. Irony and context got in the way of all that. That's cool. I'd have had a lot more respect for him if he'd have came out and been like, you know what I'm saying? I gave $70 million. This with no jail time and real, you know what I'm saying? Nepotism looks like. I'd have had more respect for that, you know what I'm saying? But the so, on her own was the thing that just, you know. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other. I mean, unless she changed her name, moved to another country or gets publicly disowned, she ain't never going to do anything on her own. You know who's doing something on her own? You know what I'm saying? Larry Fishburne daughter. Why? Because she done done porn and been disowned publicly. You know what I'm saying? Anything she do from this point on, you know what I'm saying, is strictly off of her own merit. And even then, it's still not on her own because, you know what I'm saying, you done got a whole bunch of, you know what I'm saying, press generated around you because of who you are. I just feel like we should own the fact that if you are somebody, your children are going to have much easier lives because you are somebody. Just acknowledge it. Yeah. It's fine. So, right. I I mean, you know, like, I, I, I just. Not to cut you off, but like, you know, we, we need to give up this idea that th- there is a meritocracy at play. It's not. Not to cut you off, but to cut you I'm off. Don't cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what I was going to say, uh, when we first talked about the the admission scandal, uh, I, I spoke about how I was frustrated, how the investigator who was announcing the investigation and the findings and all that stuff, the big press conference that had to happen for some reason. You can just like, just do it. But anyway, um, I was kind of annoyed because you're saying this is not like your traditional, you know, donate money for a building or a fund or whatever. This is, this is just straight out now. Definitely. He said it in a way like, like that shit was still right. Like that shit wasn't like, you know, somebody like basically, and like it, 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 I think it spoke to the actual, you know the, the nepotism and cronyism that that uh, Case Evans was just talking about. It's just like, dude, like at the end of the day, this shit is still like you're you're putting somebody in an advantage position, and yet motherfuckers want to talk on the other end of the spectrum, like you know, uh, affirmative action, and like you know, you're here because like you know, you're this or you're that, and you got a, you got a special slot and shit. But like, this shit been going on for generations. Like a lot of like mediocre people have been getting a leg up and doing not a lot of anything, and then that's how they wind up having jobs where they ain't got to do shit because they get put in positions like, oh, well, you went to the school, so you must have some type of merit. You must be some type of thing. And I mean, like, uh, like Trump talking about Barack Obama is was he really, you know, an American citizen? And what were his grades? Although he was president of the Harvard Review. Meanwhile, apparently Trump was having people go back to his alma mater and like fucking literally hide his grades all the way back to high school. Like pull that shit so you can't actually access that shit. 
mediocrity of. So anyway, that's less than mediocre. Yeah, you know, and like you know, look at George W. Bush was mediocre student. Like you know, if George W. Bush was a person of color or a woman or anything other than a white man, we'll just say that he would not have been president, even with his daddy's clout. Donald Trump didn't convince everybody that he was successful and actually intelligent or whatever because obviously they know the name and they know him for a long time. You know, I don't know. He, I don't. I don't know what type of mojo he'd be putting over these people, or whatever. But yeah, I don't. I don't get it. But him lying, talking about there was uh, he was exonerated completely. That's not true. Well, you know, honest people can't be conned. Um, speaking of cons, so, (laughs) (laughs) postpartum depression is a big deal, and a company has come up with a treatment for postpartum depression, which uh, they claim has had some pretty good success, little bit of an issue, it's, I think, like $20,000 to treat. Um, not quite sure yet if it's going to be covered by insurance. Mm. And you have to check yourself into a hospital because you have to get it done in 60-hour infusions, um, a straight 60-hour infusion. So, What is it? What, what the, the fuck medication? is it? Huh? Is it medication? Have- yeah, For 60 hours? It's just, you can only get it in a 60-hour infusion. I'm so concerned okay, right so there. What, okay, so I, what I have heard is, is good, and this sounds kind this might sound kind of weird. I know somebody who's done it and said they vouch for it personally, said it worked for them. I'm not saying you have to do it, but I know somebody who delivered, had postpartum de- de- um, depression, but she had taken her umbilical cord and she had gotten it crystallized or whatever, dried or whatever she did or whatever. And she like, you know, made, put them the into placenta. pill form. Yeah, the placenta. I'm sorry. Not the umbilical cord. They make pills. They freeze dry. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, give yeah, you yeah, capsules. Yeah. And then she ate that. And she said she was like right as rain after that. Because uh, there's so many so, nutrients, and the nutrients that you lose, and all that stuff, whatever you can find in placenta, whatever, and that helps get you back right again. I'm sorry. I'm go ahead. sorry. Actually, I lied. Um, it averages thirty-four thousand dollars per patient before any discounts. It's called Brexanolone and will be marketed as Zoreso. Nope. And like I said, it's delivered um, by funny names. I don't trust infusion over sixty hours. Um, you have to, of course, be hospitalized for it. And they say that it's supposed to work really well. So, you know, if you have to incur a few medical expenses, it's definitely worth it. What 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 are the side effects? Postpartum d- depression, one of the side effects? I'm just checking. Because, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of times, like, the shit they're trying to cure is actually a side effect or something worse than that. Is it a leaky butt? Is that going to be one of the side effects? What is it? Leakage. First and foremost, what are you giving me? Are you giving me hormones? They gonna tell you. You know what are you giving me? I just I. F- it's, it's a new treatment. That's what they gonna tell you. It is. <laughs> they ain't gonna tell you what it is. No. It's a new so right treatment. now they're just saying they want you to be hospitalized because dizziness and sleepiness are the most common side effects. Um, 
and you're on drip for two long. and a half. Let's, let's, let's hear this. Let, wait, let's hear the side effects. F- fainting, what? Fainting or loss of consciousness. Mm. Um, so it's a synthetic form of a very long word, which is a hormone produced by progesterone in the brain that is said to ease depression and anxiety by dampening neural activity. Oh my God, you are essentially feeding me back through an IV drip that's going to take two days, my motherfucking placenta. Get the fuck out of here! For the low, low price of $34,000. Ladies, I'm going to suggest you get your placenta freeze-dried and try that first. Because it sounds to me like whatever it is that you get out of your placenta when you eat it, Somebody somewhere thought, hey, what if we can isolate and then synthesize the chemical that we think is the main ingredient in this whole placenta thing and give that to you? Mm-mm. Or if we can just chemically lobotomize you for a couple of minutes. That's Mm-mm. what it sounds like. It's about Mm-mm. fainting and loss of consciousness. It sounds like they just like. And is that after the drip? Is that while the drip is running? How long does that? I mean, because you, you got I got to I got to feed a baby. Right. You know what I'm saying like, yeah, you got to be present for that child. So here's the kicker. Um, that wasn't the kicker? Okay. No. After more. a month, uh, <laughs> after a month, they compared women who actually received this drug to women who received a placebo, um, moderately depressed women. And the moderately depressed women who received the placebos reported feeling just as good as the ones who got this $34,000 drug after 30, after 30 days. So what you're really telling me is that I need the time for my body to adjust and I probably need to be actively engaging in any kind of other therapies that I can find, whether they be physical or mental or actual talk therapy, because anyone who would participate in a study is probably also doing something else on their own, because in order to participate in a study, you would have had to been willing to not just admit to a professional that you needed some help, but actually receive treatment. And you were, you know, probably secure enough in whatever it was that you were already doing that you were okay with going with the placebo. So I just. I mean, it also, aside from this ridiculous $34,000 price tag. You just got to be the smart um, one, don't you, Chris? I said, Christy just got to be the smart one, don't she? Not the idea that this is supposed to be accessible to regular people that you can just like, oh, yeah, I can definitely just randomly go check myself into a hospital to receive an infusion. No. Right, because I have at least three and a half, probably four days that I cannot just take out of my work week, but essentially I have to be able to take out of my life, which means I have enough home support. You know, somebody mm-hmm. I have, a, I have, a watching this kid. I have, right. I have a supportive enough partner and or family members who are willing to step up and take care of this child. And since I'm doing something experimental, they kind of sort of tacitly agreed to doing this longer than these days that, you know, I'm going to be actually gone for the study because what if something goes wrong? It's an experiment. Well, that yeah, that's why you need it. hospital care. So they go that that's just the, that's just the treatment that they're giving you. Now, if there's anything that needs to be given to you in excess or outside of that, that's not even the same bill, I don't think. So but this is also yeah, this is also after you've already in, incurred a, a huge hospital bill just to give birth or 
bring your baby into this world. However, it, this baby needed to come into this world because the American uh, healthcare is shit. Um, unless you ask Nikki Haley, she thinks it's great. Heaven forbid you already have a mortgage because you had some fertility issues and you need a treatment. Right. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> How is this legal? How are people because still America. thinking that this is legal, that markets and profit are something that we should mention in the same breath as healthcare? I just, you know, the only people who think that the market should be involved in healthcare are people who have really good jobs that they feel they're secure in. And so they're OK with their health insurance being tied to their job or they're just independently wealthy and don't worry about shit like this. Because they're just going to pay for it out of pocket anyway, because they want to be able to pay for the best of the best and not have to wait in line. I just if you say let the insane. market, pay, if you say let them like the market should be responsible for your retirement, for your uh, your your medical care, for any other like life like dependent type deal, it's because you got at least a hundred k liquid or something to that effect on stash that you can just access. The average no, person you, I mean, when we're talking about healthcare, you got to have millions because I mean, like, or, or, or just be a member of Congress who has free healthcare for life, you know, and, from, from, from the best hospitals and doctors. I just, I think it was last week, um, when Bernie Sanders was saying something about like free Medicare for everyone. And Nikki Haley was like, oh, you don't want the government interfering in your, uh, insurance. Just ask, uh, people in Finland and they like came for her everybody was like bitch our our medical system is great uh my wife gave birth and spent like 60 euro don't they have like mandatory paternity leave too i don't know if that's finland but they do have some countries over that way that do have paternity leave like they give you like a, a a pregnancy box like yeah here's some Take some shit for you and the baby. Take some time off. And- oh, right. And then the box is also a bassinet. I mean, come on. But- Why are they constantly citing European countries whose populations will come for them so hard? Because they happy. So hard. Mm. I think it was the same. Somebody else was like, yeah, I had a heart attack and I had to have like, you know, bypass surgery. And it was like 40 euros. <laughs> Meanwhile, over here, like, it's just it's it's fucking ridiculous and here's the wild thousands part. yeah here's the wild part like that money do whether it's successful or not like we, we we may or may not save your loved one we may or may not be successful whatever procedure we're administering but either way that money do we still need it yeah 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 I have told a bill collector that I will not be paying for this surgery because I had to have an emergency surgery less than 12 hours later. Had it been a VCR, I would have returned it and gotten a new one in the box. And you know what I'm saying? An apology for my trouble. I was like, so the fact that you think that I'm going to pay you $1,500 for the surgery is laughable. Call here again if you like, you know what I'm saying? But the answer is still going to be the same. They stop calling. (laughs) Not a VCR. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think it was confusing because they probably could see my age and they were like, VCR, like, is she that old? Like, she's <laughs> not really, but like, is she confused? No. Yeah. So that's all I've got. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I don't have anything. I looked really, really hard today and yesterday and even on Saturday for some nice positive story that would like, you know, bring us a little bit of joy. Oh, no, no, no. I take it back. I do have one joyful thing that we can end on. The high school in New Jersey that put on the production of Alien with all found materials and a donation of foam from a local, I think it was like furniture supply store. That was amazing. Hmm. Shout out to them. I won't they made me smile. The information that I was going to say then. I will leave on that note. We will. Yeah. Let's leave on a positive note. Gotta end on happy notes. Yeah. Thank you, Christy. You're welcome. Because this week was so fun. I mean, like, it was just so I had to have something because, you know. Also, my contribution to the happy note, Rita's is now open. All right, now. So, people go to Rita's. Oh, I missed the first day of spring. You did. Well, you get your free readers. Yeah, I did. I did. That's my happy note. You have no happy happy words, Lee? Uh, I I like Prince Aki. I'm very happy to be here. All right. So thank you guys for joining us this week. (laughs) So we make the rounds through a... America's fuckiest moments. So we will see you all or chat with you all next week when we come back and do this again. Signing off, me, T Rich. Me, K Savage. Me, Libra the Third, aka Da Vinci Parks. As always, remember to take care of yourselves and take care of each other. I think this week I can firmly tell you to stay alive. You believe but well, also week. encourage you not to die. <laughs> <laughs> stay blessed, stay well. Peace.